0: All right, welcome to podcast number 31 uh, from com. I have a ton of things to talk about today. We are, what is it, April 30th? April 30th. April 30th here at detailersdomain.com. And we did our first annual, what the hell
1: is it called? East Coast uh, Detailers Workshop slash get together slash ask your questions.
2: Uh, That's in, what we did in today.
0: In New Jersey. In New Jersey. And Alright. if you could hear those voices, you know who they are. They are to my left, the Rose of Jason, Jason Rose from Rupez.
2: Nice. <laughs> Rupert, sure. uh, you got like it
3: this time? Francesco would be so, uh, so proud <laughs> of me. Rupes, Very, nice. Very nice.
0: To his left, Dylan Von Kleberstein. Right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, sure. Von, von Kleberstein. Sure. However you yeah. want to say it. Dylan from uh, Rupes as well. And all the way to my right, Phil. We're going we're gonna to pause. Phil. Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hey, guys. Oh, boy. This is going <laughs> to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Phil is the owner of Detailers Domain of and I am running low on battery power, so we'll see how far this goes. In the recorder. So we did a ton of different things. I uh we split up into three groups. Mm-hmm. Uh Rupes uh chatted about uh, well actually I wasn't even in your group so I have no idea. So we'll talk about whatever the heck you guys did, because I did my own group which was talking about how to wash a car and animal products and blah blah blah. So what did you guys do over here? We were
2: talking about Larry Cosilla in our group and, and, and then,
0: the,
1: the, yeah, that's what I was doing there. I was talking about <laughs> Rupez. and <laughs>
0: Uh, so what were you doing?
1: Talked a lot about the, uh, the the big question is always the uh, the ES model tools versus the Mark II. So we covered a lot of that. Um, it's really interesting. We, we well, you guys were there. We pulled the audience and we had a pretty good mix. It was probably forty you percent know, uh, pros, and we had guys who use the tools and a lot of people who never touched the tools. So it was uh, the education was a little bit all over the place. We we're bringing some people into understanding machine polishing, and then we had uh, other guys that were refining. Uh, their technique further, I would say,
2: and wanting to try the the new Mark II, and then we also got into the the new Nano. So, we okay, have, we have one here. Can you
0: can you for people who weren't here, <laughs> can you describe to you know, can you give them some education via podcast? Sure. Yeah, the
2: Rupus is launching a new tool as we speak now called the Nano, with hybrid technology, and uh, hybrid technology means it's the ability to go from battery-powered to corded, you know, and it's a little small handheld tool that does all the edge work and the contours and curves and headlights and A-pillars and all that stuff more efficiently and better than trying to stuff a uh, full-size pad or a full-size tool in those areas or doing it by hand. The little wonder tool.
0: And I know that people are going to ask me, so I'm just going to ask you guys anyways and put you in the corner. When are these freaking things coming out? Because I cannot answer any more questions. They
1: are shipping now, but there is so many pre-orders for them. If you are not already in line, get in line now. Because uh, people who place their pre-orders are just now starting to get theirs, so that means you are way behind. So um, we're shipping them. We're building them shipping them as fast as we can. But uh, there is a lot of demand around this little
4: guy, so get in line now.
0: Very exciting. Mr. Phil, this is your moment to shine. How did you think today went?
4: Oh, it went great. A lot of people came from
1: uh, as far as Germany
4: (laughs) and uh, drove out. Yeah, we had
1: nine or (laughs) ten hour drives for some of these guys, so um, all just to see Phil. That's amazing.
2: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You had had people drawn from wide and far, you know, Ohio, Ohio. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll touch uh-huh. on to the fact that we, we are calling this the first annuals. We want to make this a regular. So let's Not let's no do way. this again next year. Huh? 100%. I I let's
0: do it next week. Hey. This all right. Next
4: <laughs> week is great.
0: Um. So, yeah, if you guys don't know because you can't see because you're on a podcast, we're doing this live actually five minutes after the event, let's call it. Yeah. Um. And we're sitting in Phil's Bay. Yep. Domain. Do- Phil's domain. There, there you go. Hey. Wow. wow. That's <laughs> got some life from me. <laughs> yeah. In the domain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a bunch of detailers who were kind enough to hang around and uh, potentially want to ask some questions. And so I'll first throw to them, and then I think at the very minimum, I want to be able to at the end of this podcast, we didn't even prepare for this at all. This is why it's off the cuff, and I think it's great. Yeah, I will basically give a recap of what I talked about, um, and I answered like a billion different questions. so I'll come up with something like clay. I, wanna, I have like a thing I want to say about clay, um, and then maybe you guys can do some uh, value add, you yeah. know, other than. Talk, sure. talk about something that is yeah. helpful. Yeah. Instead of the normal stuff you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Every Thank single you. time. <laughs> and if we cut out, that means my battery went dead and I gotta go find another battery. That's called live podcasting. All right. Questions from anybody here? They look
1: oh ten hands. Oh wait, wait everybody. Just one at one at a time. Okay.
0: Okay, <laughs> nobody raised their hand.
1: Anything you guys picked up that you didn't know before or something that was pretty valuable for you at the event? Uh, and we're live, so make sure you ask something.
0: There's a question being asked. You can't hear
2: it. Yeah. He's asking the question. Okay. So the question was, uh, after doing the compounding step, do we recommend, you know, rinsing the car and cleaning up? Well, I guess there's a couple answers to that. I agree with that. Um, The first one is, of course, if you have a lot of compound dust and residue all over, of course, you want to clean that up before the next step because that particulate could get in your way of, you know, finishing out nice on the polished step. But the other answer would be more preventative in nature, and and that is there there are ways to apply compounds and to do that compounding step so you're not making a huge mess in the first place. Um, and that would be probably what I personally would say the better answer, just try and prevent a lot of dust and compound residue. If you find that you're throwing a lot of compound and throwing a lot of dust and, Perhaps you might want to think about a technique adjustment to minimize dust, minimize sling.
0: Yeah, back off
1: the amount um, of compound being used. Yeah, the
2: know. amount of compound you're dispensing, and then the you know. I, I
0: think it was more common when rotary was more common. Oh, absolutely. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you do it, and there's stuff everywhere. You could be the greatest polisher in the world, but it's just part of the game. Um, I think now, with these large orbits and, and, and DAs, it's not throwing as much. Right. so It's not as prevalent, and, and so the answer that I would give is basically the same thing that you, sometimes I don't do it because sometimes you just strike gold. You know what I mean? There's You just right. clean off with IPA and you're totally good and everything's great. I don't need to wash it down, but there's sometimes right. where you're really cutting a lot of stuff or it's like single stage paint and it's like flying everywhere and you don't really have a choice. And you're like, you know what, Let's forget, just wash it. I'm going to wash it afterwards. Anyway. Right. You know, who cares? Let's yeah. just go yeah, to town. No choice, no choice. So I would try, I would try not to do that because it's, uh, Oh, oh, look who's, who's calling? <laughs> Kevin Brown is calling me right now, and I'm putting him on speakerphone now, this is called a podcast. Kevin Brown. can you hear me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what you
0: don't know is there's a bunch of detailers looking at me, and I am talking to you through a podcast with um Mr
4: Re-
0: <laughs> live via phone, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, so there's Dylan um putting you louder and louder so we're literally live on a podcast right now <laughs> so i told you kevin and i oh wait a second here we go volume all right kevin you're on speakerphone and you're attached to a microphone say hello say hello to everybody on podcast land
5: hello world i wish i was there with you enjoying all the company and probably really good food
3: but i'm at the uh world's headquarters of the buff daddy mini storage right
1: now <laughs> <laughs> buff daddy mini, mini storage baby water. All
0: right, well, you're you're unfortunately now going to be part of this podcast. <laughs> so you're staying Welcome. here? So you actually were here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, spirit. so um, I have to play with my volume so far. Sorry for people on podcast land. Um, so, Kevin, the question was yeah. um,
1: from the crowd, what what should you do? How would you word this? Uh, Is it a good idea to wash the car down if you have an excessive dusting problem with a compound? Yeah. Jason's answer was, you know, prevent it in the first place if you can, but if you can't, Probably answer is it a good idea?
0: Did you get that question? No. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, essentially, should you wash down the car after the compounding stage because uh, to get prepared for the for the second step? And Jason's answer was, um, you know, it's a combination of Jason and my answer. Basically, uh, with with you know machines like dual action polishers, you should, in the day rotary would really sling a whole bunch of stuff. Das don't do that as much. Uh, Jason's you know, uh, the thing was change your technique uh, before you start needing to wash it. I just mangled the hell out of that because my brain is fried. Did you get (laughs) that idea?
3: I
5: I think he's right. I remember having to do every buffing step, have to pull pull out the pressure washer, rinse the car, I'd soap it down with a a triggered bottle of diluted soap and water, I'd have to brush in, you know, some areas because the compounds then were pretty gritty or they were real oily, you know, one, one or the other, rinse the car again, dry it. I mean, out of the metro back blowers and things so it was a tedious process and now the biggest issue seems to be in the white down step is i don't want to mar what i've already finished particularly on those really distractions of cars so by washing it you're introducing the potential to cause problems once again so i agree that if you're having an issue with dust or you feel like there's a reason you need to wash the car between steps you probably should
0: Okay. Okay. I I totally get that. That was actually cool. I'm not sure if you guys heard that, but oh, I, I heard it. That's it's great. Kind of blasting in
1: my ears. He, he said it better than any of us did. So
0: that's that's why the brown is here.
1: <laughs> all
0: right. Um. All right, Kevin. Just sit tight. You you didn't know you were being on a podcast, and now you are. <laughs> that's pretty cool, right? I just yelled at Jason five seconds earlier and said, "Take your phone off the table." And I saw I heard something buzzing, and I was about <laughs> to yell at him, and I picked up the phone. It was you, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I'm a Um. All right, so any other questions? Lots of questions. All right, question over here.
4: Oh, no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
2: Holly no,
3: no no Grams. <laughs> no Holly
2: <laughs> The guy's name. Yeah, the guy's name. His, his
0: business is Holly. What is it? Holly Detailing? Oh. Holly's is all of detailing. So the no, joke is he's not going to no have No Holly podcast. Grams. But remember, we're, we're on podcast now. So people are like, what the. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hmm.
0: That's a very broad question. Yep. Yeah. All right. So.
2: Yeah. So the the question is, what brought us together? Yeah. What brought us together? And the
0: option. You number mean two? us?
2: Us being like
0: us? Us, Kevin Brown and uh Larry and okay. I think he's asking sure. a broader question as well of how do people work? How together? How do people work together? together a lot yeah. of like. What do they call them? Junkies Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. That's it. So, um, Kevin, hang tight. We're gonna ask. Uh, I don't know. Somebody take that question.
1: Well, it, I mean, it, it comes down to the, there's a certain group of guys that I think have elevated themselves in this business and have found their way into niches that are respectable. And you're doing things right. You're doing it by building your own brand or building your own reputation, not by tearing down other guys. So I'm a you know big, big proponent of. Let your work stand on its own. Don't worry about what the other guy's doing. Don't don't knock the other guy to make yourself look good. Just worry about what you're doing. And I think everybody at this table, I think a lot of the guys that were here today and uh, most everybody in the room right now understands that. It's it's about what you do, not what the other guy's doing. And um, I think, uh, you know, we can all – I mean, I, we all share a mutual respect for each other. We all understand our, our strengths and weaknesses, and we can learn from each other, and we're not too – arrogant to say oh i know everything i i there's i learn things daily from rose i've learned a ton from you phil i you know talk to him regularly and he'll say something that would just completely blow my mind obviously kevin's like yoda and so he uh he like imparts knowledge like i change my underwear (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but uh it's you know it 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 all comes down to the guys who are doing it right seem to kind of gravitate towards each other and 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 work well together you know i think uh,
0: something to add to that is from a business perspective, if you talk badly about someone else, just from, like, the pure numbers person... It's ugly. It you It's not ugly. good for business. Yeah. No, th- no. You look like a fool. And if yeah. you have that whale of a client that we were talking about the whole time, you guys weren't... A yeah. lot, the whale of a client that's, like, the dream, mm-hmm. usually when you become a whale of a client, you're a pretty smart dude, and you're good at picking up, like, interesting things, like, you know, like, you can pick up situations like that. He doesn't want to be around someone who's, like, trash-talking somebody else. Right, exactly. There's, like, this weird right. line. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of... Uh, I agree with you and add that a little bit. Now, what it
2: reminds me of, um, this is Jason.
0: Everybody knows who you are. Oh, okay. So
2: what it reminds me of is when I first moved to Denver. <laughs> He's like, he wants the red carpet for podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason? <Gross. laughs>
1: you know, we can't have the graphics flying. This is not a video. <laughs> so.
2: No, I have my pizza on a paper plate. I'm kind of used to silver platters. So. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. yeah. um, anyway, so when I moved to Denver, the, the unique thing about that was the detail community in the Denver market They actually have their own network in Denver of, you know, detailers in that community. And I thought that was very cool because there's lots of other local markets where the the detailers are very competitive, fiercely competitive, and don't talk to each other, won't be in the same room with each other. Yeah. And I think that's sad because detailers have a lot to learn from each other. And as you said, you just get better and better if you interact with other people.
0: I think that's true. And there's there's enough in the market. I, I, there, there's, there's, the, uh, what did my mom always say? There's always an ask for every seat or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. enough, there's enough market. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah like and, the, and you got certain yeah. guys in
1: certain markets that would just as soon lose the client, not get the business, and lose that client for everybody rather than refer it to a guy that because hey, I'm too busy, I can't get to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they referrals are a no-no, and that's the the group we met with in Denver. They are they exist specifically to share leads. Like, hey, yeah. I'm booked out, man, and I don't have anything for two weeks. Can you take care of this guy? They hand mm-hmm. off yeah.
2: customers yeah. left and right. It's yeah. awesome. What are you doing, Kevin? Kevin, what are you doing here?
5: I'm sorry, I opened my door and I'm in my truck. This <laughs> <laughs> Adds so much value oh, to it. this. Is this is so that.
1: great.
0: Take
4: it or no? You got anything? Yeah, I'll take it. We we share a lot of leads with other uh, people that that are in this region, just purely out of uh, like what Jason said. There's no time. There's time constraint. Everybody's busy, and you got to share the leads. And I'd rather point them to someone I would give my car to than Mm -hmm. someone I wouldn't. Right, yeah. And it's typically a guy that will share his thoughts, like, right now, too. Yeah, when you build that relationship,
1: and if you throw a customer to a guy, he's going to be more apt to throw a customer back to you in the time that he needs it. So you got to build those
4: relationships. There's also proximity. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone calls me up and wants a clear film job done 50, 60 miles away, I probably won't take that job. I think that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry,
0: I'm meeting at the same time.
4: Questions? (laughs) Anybody
0: else other well, than Well, I did,
2: I did want to say that uh, more specifically how, you know, Larry, you and I got to working together. You you paid me. <laughs> so it's funny because, uh, you know, the
1: only way me and Jason get to work together is because we were forced to. Yeah, we're so right, actually, we're forced I take, I take back everything so. nice I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you paid me to be your friend. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cheap either. Mm-hmm. Kevin, do you have anything productive to say? Because i got to, like, rig it up for you to say something. Yes?
5: Was uh, how do you get along with everybody else, or how do you integrate, or how do you interact with other detailers and, and not have drama? Is that is that kind of what the, the crux of
3: it was? Yeah, oh,
0: and wow. I, I realize now I just asked you that, so this this could be uh, this could be podcast gold right now. So <laughs> you no, know, well
5: I, I, I think first of all, if you become skilled in a craft, and then you decide, well, I'd like to share that for whatever your reason might be notoriety, because you're giving, because you remember the time being out there at 1.30 in the morning by yourself thinking, oh, my gosh, I wish I could share this. I wish somebody could see what this thing looks like right now to me. All these hours I put in this car, and it's going to get driven tomorrow, and no one's going to see it but me. So that's kind of selfish, but I remember those days where I'd sit there and say, gosh, I just wish I, – I, I thought I was a freak. I mean, I, I thought I was the only guy out there before the Internet, before –
0: Forms. I, you I are a freak, like, by the way. Oh, well,
3: okay.
1: Well, thank <laughs> you <prepared> for validating <laughs> it's spain, spain, man.
3: We're just trying to now clarify. i go back to
0: square one and start all over again. That's right. Go okay, ahead. Sorry. But, yeah, so to be able to share that in a way by, by teaching a
5: guy or, or giving the advice that he's asked for to help them to get to, to their end goal of perfection, that's a big thing. I mean, that's, a, that's the number one thing for me is to be able to say, hey, here's what I've learned try it tell me what you see and I think when they get the results then you that's the closest you're gonna to get to standing in the room with the guy I just remember those times thinking I was just alone and foolish with my time I spent way too much time uh, on a vehicle you know I didn't make the money I should have by far but you know it taught me a craft and I'm able to share that that's one thing the other thing is if you're a dramatic person where you, you like to get in those situations online you're not going to have long-term access to Jason Rose or Larry Casilla or me or any of the other dozen or two dozen guys that get on the phone at all times of the night and help out new people. So if you want access to to the latest technology, to the best advice, the top guys in the country, you know what, man, start the drama because you're not going to have long-term access if that's what you breed. You know, so and then the, and the other thing is, if you are, you know, a lot of guys will say, you oh, know. Or, or think they don't want to share their knowledge because that's theirs. That's what makes them better. And I don't believe that. I believe that I could work right next to the, the world's greatest chef and he could show me all the right ingredients and all the right techniques. I'm still not going to be like that guy.
3: He's, he's
5: developed his craft through work. That takes time. That makes That's what skill is. Knowledge is one thing. Skill is another. So just because you tell me all your tips and tricks and secrets doesn't mean I'm going to become you overnight. Right. Not everybody gets to that end game. Yeah. You can read every book about a sport or or a business and never be able to duplicate that. So don't be afraid to share your true knowledge because people will thank you and respect you for that and that breeds a, that breeds a situation where the community as a whole downplays negativism and
0: and drama. I always tell guys, look, man, if I'm gonna have drama, I want to be with a chick.
2: You know, I don't want to have drama, <laughs> don't call
0: me that guy. You know? so, right, yes. So, well said. The drama with the chick—that's what I have right here, Jason Rose. Huh? That's all the drama <laughs> I need right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll give you some drama. I'm
0: sure that. you will. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a ridiculously good question. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whoever said that, who said that? That was you. Um, Holly Graham. Holly Graham. No Holly Yes. yes.
3: No, no Holly Graham. <laughs>
0: <laughs> by the way, we're doing this podcast, uh, uh, like I said, live from Detailers Domain, and I have Kevin Brown on the phone oh. if you're just plugging in right
3: now.
5: Uh, and I want to say something about Holly, Kamala uh, Holly. He, he's that guy. He is the, one of the kindest guys, most appreciative guys. I uh, enjoy talking to him talk for too much time, you know, in the day, but I don't mind it, but he's got the right attitude. There's a lot of guys that have the right attitude in our business. I can name lots of them. I won't remember them all, but that's how you want to go about learning your craft. You'll learn a lot more by being nice like him.
0: Yes. He's a super, super cool dude and uh, asked a great question. He's been, he's been around all day and, and very helpful. Um, good people, good people. Uh,
2: yeah, lots of them, uh, really good people here.
0: All right. Let's see if we can get another question. Sorry for the uh, the volume changes because I have to get Kevin on the phone, which was just totally by. I mean, it's something That people, is crazy. Isn't that it they weird. Like, Ray, like you know, the it's
3: podcast. It. It's
1: really weird. Yeah. It's like his ears started burning. Like, oh, God, a podcast. Happening.
3: So I'm Somewhere. holding my
0: cell phone <laughs> up to the microphone and talking into it. So I have to turn the microphone on really loud to get him on the phone, <laughs> and then down for me to talk. So it's like. Awkward. I believe in you. You can do this. I can do this. You planned this, didn't you? I, you know, I plan everything. <laughs> you left your phone on for a Russians reason. Russians don't take you? a dump without a of plans, son. <laughs> what movie? What movie? What movie? I don't know. Oh, oh my gosh. Th- that's the best movie in the world. Moving on. Anybody know that movie? Russians
2: don't take a dump without Russians plan? don't
0: take a dump without a plan, son. I don't It's know. a Tom Clancy movie. We're going to leave it there. Someone's going to podcast me and shoot me an email. I don't know. Sounds good. Yeah. The Hunt for Red October. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, oh I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. So the Russians don't take a dump without a
1: plan, son. <laughs> okay. I love that movie. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> that's not the greatest if line. If you take nothing away from this podcast. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that that, that's what that we, is the one we learn, thing. We learn something <laughs> on we every podcast. We learn about podcast. the bowel movements of a now defunct Soviet <laughs> <laughs> country. Yeah, great. <laughs> from love a movie it. that it was a couple decades old. Great. No, It's good. Auto-detailing podcast, <laughs> right? Is yeah, that yeah. All right, or the are The rails
0: have certainly... Uh, the wheels have come off. come off. Okay. All right, we've got another question
1: questions. from the audience. Questions. Yes. Yeah.
0: Indoors. <laughs> 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 His question is when mobile detailing, what is the most ideal conditions? And I said indoors. Indoors.
1: Or in someone else's garage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, good. So that's yeah. a
1: question more about control of light. So yeah, I mean that's 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 a say the question first, please. So so he's asking specifically as a mobile detailer, what's the best, most ideal conditions? And Larry's answer is you know, in a garage. And then he asked, well, you know, block out the windows or um, what? So let's let's take it to a control of light thing. So outside under a tent is not ideal, but you know if you're mobile, but you don't have to do you got, that. You yeah. got to do it. So you you function. But if you are in a situation where you can control the light, um, that's 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 huge. Um, if you if you really want to take it down to its core, yeah, block out the windows. If you can work in a pitch black room, and control the light sources that you inc- bring thing. in there. Um, I don't know how many people have seen pictures of the Bigfoot Detailing Center in Milan. Um, well, I mean, you film some of your you film some of your stuff from there. Um, they, the walls are black, which is so counterintuitive to what everybody does in their detail shots. Like, oh, white walls, bright lights. I want to see everything. Sorry. <laughs> Phil. Um, but, but but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of research that supports the idea that we're if in you, a big uh, white room right now. A big, gigantic <laughs> white room. It's so reflective. I'm getting a sunburn in your um, that's when Phil's Phil Phil burning is trying, a hole in your eyes. <laughs> Phil's actually. trying
2: to defend himself, saying no clear bl- bronze well, and, and for uh, yeah, for, bra for Phil's
1: <laughs> clear bronze I'm sure it's fine. But for if you're trying to see defects, ultimately that's the the reason you want to control the light, right? Um, eliminating all ambient light, or not you know, as much as you can, and controlling what light sources you have is key. Um, so that's why the detail center in Milan is is blacked out. There's no, there's not walls bouncing light back towards you. It's not bouncing off the ceiling. The the light that is there is only because it was put there by somebody who wanted it and they pointed it in a very specific direction. So. Um, that's a really roundabout way of saying if you're a mobile detailer working somebody's garage. I, I, I think <laughs> so. I mean,
0: when I do stuff like that, I d- I turn the lights off. I did a video on this: I turn the lights off and have one source, and you just prop it up a certain way, and then you can yeah. move it all the way around. Yeah, that that is the best. Yeah, competing
1: competing light sources are only going to pollute whatever light you have that you're trying to use to see that thing. So if you got it's it's crosstalk from the from the from the other lights, it's just going to pollute the image, and you're not going to see everything you need to see. I do have
2: another tip for mobile guys, since that was a mobile detailer question, um, and Kevin. Kevin Brown and I, we were, have a history. of You know, we we're mobile guys to begin our career. But Joe Fernandez, I'll give a shout out to him. He has a great concept because he's a mobile guy, and um, a lot of mobile detailers they get these the biggest canopy that they can find, right? They want they they want this huge canopy to put the car underneath, which is a good intention to have shade. But what Joe does is he actually has um, two or more ten by ten foot Easy Up canopies. And he's able to move them around the car as he works, and move them around based on the position of the sun. And I thought that was like one of the smartest things because uh, I was not that smart. I got, I got the biggest canopy I we're could aware. get. Shocker! And then I had to move the car around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, shocker! <laughs> <laughs> Ouch!
3: I could have used
0: that today. We were doing a demo outside. And it was a great. It was like, like a great example of something bad. We we're outside doing the demo in in the early morning. Yeah. There was a overcast. We were like oh, so it started how? out great. Yeah. yeah, overcast and doing the whole thing, and then we finally got into the wash. And by the time I started, stopped yapping and got into the whole wash thing, it was uh, the sun was just blasting. Yeah. The, you know, the car as soon as we put any water on it, it would actually see smoke. You know, the steam yeah. coming off it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we could have totally used a. Uh, a Where's canopy. Joe
1: Fernandez when you need him? Really. And is easy up.
2: Well, Phil and I talked yesterday. We were going to get a canopy for you, but then we thought, oh, it's just Larry. Yeah, yeah. Let him yeah. out. Let him out there yeah. Bake
1: yeah.
0: You the see stuff. the way they treat he me. Too late, treat me, Kevin. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I think we answered yeah, that. That was a great question. question. Good idea. You have a burning question.
2: Business side of detailing.
3: recap the question I,
2: so the question the question if i'm understanding is how how do you uh estimate or offer quotes on yeah. services yeah so you start with how much money you got <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: if, if, if it's an exotic car charge more no, no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i just rolled my eyes on that. Ro- yeah
2: you can't see that but his eyes are in the back of his head yeah, right yeah. now up.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> But it, it's a, I I don't know my own personal experience because I did it for mobile for a number of years and then I went into doing private collections and that's two very different worlds. Um, it's primarily based on experience, and then obviously I always so people ask this question actually a fair amount. I get this asked a lot, and it's well, you know, how much this guy's charging this much down the street, how much should I charge? And honestly, it varies so much market to market. What right, you, right. well, you can get away with charging some places is not what you can get away with charging in others. So one, there's there's what will the market bear because there's areas that you can't get away with New York charging. City is different than Kentucky. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so there's that yeah. consideration. There's also the level of service you are providing. And obviously, like if you base it on an hourly, you know, go, okay, I'm going to put X amount of hours into this thing and my time is worth this per hour. Um. You know, it, it, it's just so many variables, and factors, but it really comes with experience. I mean, it's hard to walk up to an hour and go, oh yeah, that's exactly a 31.6 hour job at this rate. You can't. So it is estimates for the most part. Um, I generally recommend the guys, if you're going to price yourself as an hourly piece of work, um approach the customer from a this is my hourly rate it's i estimate it is this much but i generally i'm within about five or ten percent of what i estimate it'll be so if i'm going to run over i'm going to call you when i as soon as i realize i'm going to be short of time i'm going to say hey i'm going to need an extra two hours and negotiate with the customer if if you've got a customer you're building hourly for a 30-hour correction clearly the guy's not going to sweat an additional two hours if you need it if you wanted the job done right Um, if you're not comfortable doing hourly bidding, then you got to be a menu guy and you go, no, I do, I do one step corrections for $350 or whatever it is. Um, so you got two ways to approach it. You bid it hourly and be flexible and make sure your customers understand that it's not a fixed price or you do menu and you, however long it takes, it takes, you're going to make you go "I'm gonna make 350 bucks. Even if this takes me three days, you know, I, that's what I quoted to that. So
0: I think, I think another thing to take in consideration, um, to, to burrow down into one of those topics is I was talking about before. When somebody charges a hundred dollars right and you want to go in and you don't know what the price because he may have asked two questions there mm-hmm. like what should i charge or how do i get that customer should i undercharge or overcharge the thing that's kind of way down and the list of things to consider is you don't know what that dude has for expenses because it's just a random person yeah and i actually came into this and then i say this example all the time when i first started the dude was charging 100 bucks just for round numbers and I said, okay, you know, in the beginning, oh, I'm going to charge less than him, and take all his costs, you know, that kind of mentality. But it turns out that dude was really, really, um, really, really rich, and he had, like, his parents are really uh, loaded or whatever, and he didn't have, like, a real income statement. So he could charge could charge $20 and still make money. Yeah. If, you, if you don't have any overhead, yeah. you don't have any, You see what I'm saying? So yeah. how can you possibly base a price? So if there's a, a way, he, I know he's asking one question, but if, if you base your price on somebody else's price, you're going to have, you're rolling the dice yeah. there. You, yeah. get, you get that like subtlety I don't, i'm yeah, getting dude.
3: no it's coming fuzzy here. yeah
2: one thing that i'll comment here i think phil um you're i notice what how you price things at, in your shop and it's one way is to do the a la carte thing and say you know this is the price for this service this is the price for that service and you add it up based on what the customer wants but i i heard what you were saying yesterday mm-hmm. phil that there's a lot of your customers that you have presented a bundled package. So there's a multiple set of services that you offer, and then there's a bundled price.
4: It kind of goes with whatever service we're offering and what the customer wants. And at that point, you mentioned, I'm not into the hourly thing because I think it scares a lot of my base customers out. I would agree with that. But at the same time, if you know they just got, let's say, an F80 chassis BMW M3. And you know they're gonna get the blackout grills and all that stuff. It's unfortunate we got to price certain things exactly like online because everybody can pull up stuff and you know, you gotta make on the labor at that point. And you gotta decide what that person's willing to pay. That's one part of it. So that's the value add that you're gonna learn how to stick a spoiler on a car to get that business over your next guy that might be afraid of doing that. That's how I've found out the last two years we had to kind of adjust everything. So I got Gus over there putting, putting BMW spoilers on cars now. I think we did six last week. Mm-hmm. But in that package, we did a new car prep, which we, we throw out, let's say 650. A coding service, then you add. Then you add clear film service. What do you want to wrap? So it's going a little bit more than the mobile detail guy, I guess, because there's limitations on what you can do in your space. But it makes the customer feel comfortable. You want your wheels off with that. We can coat that too. Oh, while we're at it, we're going to comp you the brake calipers because it's there anyway. Mm. It gives them the thought process of, wow, this guy's trying to do, and you just tell them, this is what I would do on my new car. So it's a little bit different than I'm going to charge you hourly and it's going to take me 30 hours. But then you ask for that extra 2 hours, they're going to be Yeah. This guys you know, raping me. Yeah. yeah it, to get- it's just perception, perceived value. And I I saw that a lot when people go, how much do you charge hourly? And you throw out a number, they're not going to like that number. It's like the plumber that charges you for the drive over there. And that's how they do it. That's the business standard. But the bundling the packaging and creative marketing is going to be better than the the hourly by far
2: it's interesting on pricing I've, as a reflection on how the industry's going. going uh, a while ago my biggest concern was detailers were not charging enough they w- or they would actually do a lot more work than what they were being paid for mm-hmm. but what i'm seeing lately is the other extreme is also happening and that's still happening you know detailers oh, yeah. are not charging enough for what they do sure. and then i'm seeing the other end where detailers are getting really cocky and um You know, hey, if you have to ask how much, you can't afford me. I only work for
1: two hundred and fifty dollars an hour with a twelve-hour minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So so, I mean, but it's a Prius. We gotta be fair. We gotta be fair because um, that bubble will Mm -hmm. burst if you just get too crazy on pricing. Yeah, I also
4: feel that it's our um, duty. Yes, our duty to kind of uh, educate and and present. Our industry in a different light, where you yeah. can make a good living. Yeah. I, I think I told Jason yesterday or Dylan at one point. Well, you know, booties are crazy now. You'll you'll go out, fly out to get good sushi somewhere. I know. I know you're in all that. Raw food. I am. <laughs> I do like my raw food. Mm-hmm. I like it raw. So so pretty much. If <laughs> look, Bobby Flay and I don't think started out twenty years ago at at you know. Yeah, cooking school, thinking he's going to be worth millions today. Yeah, I'm not saying. Well, hopefully we can get there. Well, yeah, going to and, first. And, and and kind of
1: expanding on that a little bit, we are we we got to kind of steward these kind of things because if a lot of what we're trying to do right now is introduce more consumers to the idea of detailing, um, you know, it's not a guy with a bucket and a bottle of wax that's not detailing. So if we go and we get this first impression of this customer, they come to a guy and he charges triple what market value is just because he's trying to get a buck. He's going to scare that customer away. That customer will never approach another detailer, or will be highly unlikely to approach another detailer. So that's one less person in the market that's going to go to anybody. So you know, th- there's 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 you know room for hyper pricing. There's guys out there who charge ludicrous amounts of money for for detail work. Um, but the the basis of the market needs to be something that everybody's kind of within a. It, it's like a it's like minimum advertised price for for products. You know.
0: Kevin, you still there? I'm here. All right. Do you have any points on that, or am I asking another question?
5: Time on the job or the, the
0: dollar amount? Uh, I think it was a combination of uh, no. I think it was dollar amount. How do I charge? How do I look at a car essentially and say okay, what what am I charging for this? Well,
5: I think to become good at estimating, you have to have some experience under your belt so that you know in general how long does a car take. But I was never good at estimating until I finally decided I'm going to look at the sender and I'm going to. Estimate how long does it take me to do that fender times two that door times two, half the hood times two. Once I broke the vehicle down
0: of course, of second, course Kevin Brown would have a smarter way
3: and there's a <laughs> was, was there a spread there a mean, spreadsheet I mean, involved? That's
1: what no, I want seriously, to
5: know I, I was terrible at it. I'd be off by a whole day you know but now I can look at it panel by panel and say how much time is
0: that going to take and add it up and it's very close. We're going to come up with a new close. thing called the Kevin Brown calculator.
3: <laughs> no, well, kevin, uh, kevin brown. The, the kevin
1: brown estimating method the kbem
0: yes what acronyms can we put <laughs> oh go ahead kevin sorry we're we're interrupting you everyone's having a good time go ahead i don't
5: mean to interrupt go ahead
0: no 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 that, okay so his his method is is to do math and try to figure it out that's actually that's
2: very kevin of
1: him uh, yeah it's, it's very br- logical. It's brilliant yeah <laughs> It's great. <laughs> right.
0: it actually is the only thing that works for me of course it does <laughs> we talked about you all day today. We we missed you so much today we talked about you. <laughs> all right, we have another question to the left. Everything I own in the box to the left. Go ahead. This is a question for you so I got to repeat it for you.
3: So go ahead. For everybody.
0: Ooh. R&D in terms of what?
1: I mean, Ah, you want to be like a product tester, or like work for a manufacturer? Yeah. What do you
0: mean? What like be specific? I don't know
1: who that is to know who that is. That's Tony. How did you know? So for those at home, that is Tony.
0: (laughs) That was correct. This is a challenging podcast. Yes, it was. And
2: Tony's wearing a Rupa shirt, so is that a subtle hint? (laughs)
5: don't
1: so see is that Tony has a resume that he's sliding <laughs> <into> the <laughs> <podcaster> <laughs> area right now all
0: right so, so how do we sum that question up because people can't hear no podcast well
2: lately. it's an interesting question because um i think it was recent well, we'll as
1: recent as last s- we'll, well, sum the question
0: up Oh. So how, he's, he wants it's a some. great
1: question. The answer is yeah, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> no, <really. laughs> Shut his mic off. So, so he's basically asking, you know, he wants to get kind of maybe manufacturer's level um, in a research and development or testing or something like that. Product it's, development. It's interesting because we just did the uh, career paths. Um, and what's ironic and IDA, is most IDA.
0: manufacturers don't actually uh,
2: test their <laughs> products. <laughs> we just we just make stuff and then throw it out
1: there and yeah, see what happens. Yeah. No, um, no, the it,
2: IDA uh, webinar series uh, the topic last week was on careers and detailing and that was actually one of the <coughs> career tracks. Yeah, we one of the
1: career about. tracks. Yeah. And Kevin, uh, you have a future. <laughs> you can do this too, Kevin. <laughs> um, uh, I do.
3: <laughs> I'm putting you on mute from now on on this <laughs> subject. I, I feel something bad.
1: Um, so I I'll, I'll, and I'll take it and run with it. I mean, my path, and it's probably some of your path, I mean, I started out, like I mentioned earlier, I did mobile, sold that business, did contract detailing for you know, private collections, sold that business, when I was asked to join a R and d team. So basically you know, somebody who didn't have somebody not not super skilled, but basically somebody who was using the products all the time, saying, hey, take this stuff and give us feedback. How can we make it better? that ended up being my path in, and not everybody's going to find that. And It would be very unlikely that you're going to just call up or email somebody mm-hmm. and go, hey, I'd like to be on your R&D team. I mean, it's just it, it's not generally how it works. It's not like that. But B- if you build not. relationships, like, Tony, we see you at a ton. I saw you at SEMA. I see you here, so I know you're at a ton of events. Um, no, Rupus is not hiring right now. Uh, thanks for your question. No. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but nice shirt. Um, he just walked out of the room with <laughs> his head down. <laughs> But uh, if, if you are tied into industry events, if you are engaged in the community, and when I say community, going to things like this, going to an NXT-type event, going to SEMA, engage, talk to guys like us. Guys, There's guys like us working for all these different companies. Talk to a guy like Phil. Phil is tight with his reps. That's going to be your path in, and something's going to fall in your lap. I mean, it may not be what you want right away, but... I, the, the first one that was thrown at me was not the one I wanted, but it was the one that I got, you know, and it, and it, it's kind of led me on this crazy, you know, path, and here I am. But
2: A lot of it, like you said, is timing. Yeah. It's it's a timing thing. Being in the right place at the right time, having the right relationship. Um, I would encourage you, as well as anybody else who's interested in getting into that, um, express your interest and invite manufacturers to call on you. If, they, if they're launched, every manufacturer I'm aware of, when they create a new product, they want to validate that performance before they launch it. Yep. And the best way to do that is to get detailers, you know, in real-life uh, environments working on real cars, get them to say, hey, this this stuff it rocks. It's really good. And um, that that's a beginning, you know, once you start. Put a foot be, in the door. Yeah. I'll become, take it one you, step you further. You become somebody that's giving quality feedback to a manufacturer, then the next step is you might get offered something else.
0: I say don't wait there's always the front door and there's the back door and there's the dude who climbs up the top and sneaks in the back. Yeah. That's my kind of guy. Don't wait for them. Don't knock on the back door because nobody's going to answer. Nobody cares. They're always doing stuff on the front. Climb up to the third floor, bust the window out and go in. So in this example, I would just take the products, whatever, so we over just coming over and test all the things, do a whole analysis and have a whole report and then give it to somebody and be like, oh, Jesus. The, what, wait, what? Yeah, you know, do, do something idea. like yeah, that actually. as opposed to like, hey, can I test it? And you'd be like, I got seventeen meetings. I don't have time to talk about this. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Just do it, and then maybe you just spend a whole lot of time doing something and it fails. But guess what? You know you, the line's still in the water. You know what I mean? You're not going to yeah. catch any well, fish if you're not. To, yeah. And yeah.
1: to build on that a little bit too, don't I mean t- take your testing seriously. Um, data collection. I mean, become um, Jason is the master of high school science level type um, like collection of data, and I, I, I say that not to be insulting. He he applies it like your high school science teacher would tell you to. He's like, oh, you must have a control, and you have to do this, and we have to keep all our mm. variables under control. And, and stop yelling and, and put your hands, hands down. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Sat you down. may not go no to the bathroom. <laughs> put the uh, phone <laughs> away. But become become a... Uh, it, it's one thing to test products and go, oh, yeah, I like this. Well, why? Oh, oh I like
3: it. It just uh, worked yeah,
1: really good. It worked good. pretty good. You <laughs> know, so be be able to provide actual data. Now, yeah. You know, informa- There's tons of information in the world. There's very little actual knowledge that exists. So yeah. if you can go, hey, I tried this, and I tried it up against this, and what I noticed with... Sample A versus sample B is this, and you know, I really think that you guys could improve this, and it would help these guys. And put a value proposition on it. If you're doing this kind of, as Larry's suggesting, test the product and go, you know what? This is something that I've also noticed a lot of guys talk about. They have a problem with this specific thing, and I tested it. And if you could find a way around this, I would love to be part of the testing team because I think there's thousands of detailers out there that would benefit from a change in this formula. Bring a value to the person that doesn't
0: know that they need to hire you. Exactly. Yeah. That That's the bottom line. Yep. Yeah. This is how you can make more money. This is how you can dig the hole deeper. This is how you can make a better, whatever it is that, we're not talking about detailing now, we're talking about all kinds of jobs. This is how you make the car faster. Yeah. Fix it, figure it out, give it to them. you like, hey, and then eventually things will happen. Yeah. I think going to the engineer and the race team and saying, I want to be on the race team, like, I don't really care. Or if you come yeah. to them, like yeah. hey, you, and, just- you and a hundred other dudes. Yeah, exactly. Today, yeah. Here's the thing I invented or here's the thing. Here's what I would do. Here's my plan and give it to them for free. I, if you get what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. They, get your, yeah. they recognize who you are. Yeah. That's my advice. See
4: something right. that they didn't Can see. I actually add? Yeah. On a totally different level, Tony, though, go grassroots or go go completely uh, organic. Why don't you do a crazy killer analysis and dump it on all the forums? So yeah. there you give public. The detailers yeah. and the DIYers all this information, yeah, and all your fact finding, and do you, and do, you, do you even know you.
0: what form to put it on though? Like, what is a good form? It's
1: almost Phil? like as if Phil has
4: a form. <laughs> there. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a bunch there. out there. Yeah, there's a bunch. Is there anyone in particular, <laughs> But you got to show it. You got to you got to be, w- and
0: be prepared if it's crap. You're gonna get destroyed. So make sure it's good. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, even
2: like, if it's good, you might get crushed. destroyed. That's probably, that's but it's okay. Yeah. I can guarantee
0: you're gonna get killed if yeah. it's you know. So yeah, yeah. there's not just like, hey, I did a bunch of research this weekend, and I read the internet, and I tested it on my yeah, grandma's a, car. If you no.
4: back it, you, you'll be fine. And this
0: go, this yeah. is like not even a detailing conversation at this point. Yeah. This is like anything in the world.
2: No. Well, ever. another another path to get there um, to the manufacturer level is to go through distribution and sales. I mean, Kevin Brown's a primary example. Start out as a mobile detailer, became a distributor of Meguiar's products and other other brands.
0: And then when did you teach him everything he knows?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that happened in the first 15 minutes. First <laughs> 15 minutes, Kevin. Didn't take long. <laughs> but, you know, and Kevin is one that he's been actually offered from manufacturers but he chooses to maintain his distributorship. But it's another pathway if you think mm-hmm. about this. Uh, a company like yours, Phil, if somebody like Tony approached you and said, Hey, I wanna be a part of what you're doing and but it's a it's a pathway to get to rub your shoulders with all the manufacturer's right. reps. Yeah. And Definitely. eventually that's another way to you know get to the same point a different way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You just gotta be out
5: there. Yeah.
0: All right, we got uh exactly five minutes before my
5: What about me? Do I get to say anything on right. that? <laughs> well,
0: there goes our five minutes. There goes our five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Go ahead. You want to do product development. Is that correct? Is that what he yeah, like
1: testing and development.
5: Do,
0: can you guys part? hear on the microphone? I hear it like blasting in here. Can you guys hear what's going on? Barely? All right. So Kevin basically said uh, that you want to do like product testing and product, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what he's saying. Yes. He's blasting well, my eardrums okay. out right now. Go ahead.
5: What, what I'm saying is we've got all kinds of products that we've used at one time or another and said, what is this junk? Who created this? probably some very educated and well-respected chemist, R&D guy. What I want is I want a guy that knows the craft, knows the ins and outs on how to do everything, how to make something perform to the the 99th degree. That's the guy I want. Learn your craft and become valuable to guys like Jason Rose, who develops long-term. And then he's going to come asking you for your help because you were right on point. That's what I think. So continue to do what you do, delve into making your articles to become familiar with, hey, how does that sound? You know, does that make sense to you? Is that good feedback on the product? But know your craft, know your craft, know your craft. That's what I say. Go that route. I mean, if you were going to develop race car tires, if you were just
3: a, a race chemist, car.
5: you're going to build a better race car tire, or if you used to race cars for 15 or 20 years and won, won some championships. Then you wanted to develop.
0: That's yeah. what I say. That makes yeah, sense. That makes total sense. And I'm thinking this out loud. Like, is, that's exactly how I got into this chemical part of the industry. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling a bunch of these guys, somebody came in, didn't? They wanted to sell the product. Like a straight up sales dude had no idea. It's like you guys not knowing how to polish. Like, why the hell would I ever watch, listen <laughs> to you what? What are you saying? I don't yeah, well, so <laughs> a, guy, a guy comes in and tries to sell, uh, you know, a compound back years ago, and then he didn't know what he was doing. Blah blah blah. And I told him to get out, and he burned through the paint. And then eventually that company came and said, Hey, would you do some consulting? Which is kind of like kind of what he's talking about. Yeah. Like no. tell me if this works good. And that was like that, that was, was like the first big, step. That was the, the first step. Yeah. I, that that's exactly how I got like fully involved. I hadn't I could care I didn't like want to make products or any of that stuff. Mm. But that's how I got my foot in the door. So I think mm. that's a way to answer that question as
1: well. We have exactly two minutes. Do you want to recap you never have to recap what you talked about today. No. Oh, I don't think these people want to hear on the podcast.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> called me that's called me getting tired. Um, so today I'll do, uh, I'll do a minute and a half and you do a minute and a half. So, All right. sound good. Sounds good. Uh, <clears throat> I basically talked ab- uh, about, uh, a lot of the products that are coming out and the products that I currently have. And we did it on, uh, the Porsche, which was kind of fun. And I mean, the, the talk was like three hours, so I don't know how to sum it up, but I guess the one thing that I'll take one point that was very important to me was clay. I have so many people asking me questions about clay and about when I should use it and listen to the words that I'm going to say right now in, in the the cadence. Or the syntax, I should say. They go, um, after washes, like, how often should I be claying the car? When I wash the car, how often should I be claying it? And that question is so, like, meaningful to me because there's so much involved in that. Yeah. And the answer is, like, I, I turn it around and I'd say the analogy of, well, how often should you go to the emergency room? They're like, you uh, uh, your brain, like, backfire. <laughs> I was like, I would go to the emergency room if I ran directly into a brick wall, right? And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. If I don't run into that wall, should I just go and say hi to the doctor in the emergency room anyways? And they go like, no. I was like, well, only clay when you need to clay. That's kind of my theory on it. I only touch the paint (laughs) when you need to touch the paint. If it doesn't, well done. It's not, it's, not like a, it really, it's not like a thing like, well, it's six months. <laughs> I think it's time <laughs> well, to clay with car. <laughs> the, the timer has run out. Yeah. I, yeah. And, other, yeah. and you're like, sir, but the car hasn't gone outside in six months. <laughs> well, you've got to clay it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that clay light indicator on my dashboard has never come <laughs> on. <you know>? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> still waiting for that one to happen. So. Yeah, so I, the moral of the story, and I'll end here and I'll, I'll throw it over to the Rupez guys, is clay when you need to clay, don't clay. So if you clay at 12 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday and you pull it outside and it goes underneath a tree, you may need to play played your car off. again <laughs> at 1230. But mm-hmm. in the same scenario, you may play your car on day one and day 782, and you have no problem. Like, my, like I haven't played my car. I just, it just sits indoors. Like yeah. You, yeah. I go to the track. I come here. I don't park under the trees. <laughs> done. You get what I'm saying? Yep. That, that was one of the 8,000 things that I we talked that. about the today.
1: Emergency room analogy. I'm going to steal that out.
0: Yeah, are you? Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, a registered trademark, ammo NYC. <laughs> uh, thank you. Emergency room. Yeah, after all the material is <laughs> stolen from me. How could you? <laughs> All right, uh, Rupes, give us a give us something. Fun. Well, we talked
1: about earlier what we went over, but I think probably one point that I think that was really interesting that came out, and again, it was another question posed by Holly that led to this, as we were talking about, um, you know, the the importance of the low vibration tools and things like that. And this is something that um, it, it hits a point for me, and I think it will for all of us here because we've all been at this a little bit longer than most, and you know, Kevin's been at it a long time, so he can relate to this as well. But um, you know, we think about performance, performance. How can I get through it faster, better, quicker? You know, better result. We're, we're not doing a ton of talking about how do we preserve the guy who's doing it. Um, if, you, if you rattle your wrists out of their sockets and your hands are crippled up after 10 years of detailing cars and you can't hold a polisher anymore, what good are you? When, you, when your hands no longer work, you can't make money if that is your chosen profession. So um, we, had kind of a, we, had a, we had a discussion about you know, the, the, the low vibration levels of the Bigfoot tools and, and just low vibration tools in general and how that's going to preserve you as the guy, the technician who's doing the work. And if you plan on this being a long-term career path, um, you know, you can't run the tires off the car and expect to keep going. So that thing, and then we've also, Jason and I were sharing some stuff earlier about just, you know, inhaling chemicals and things like this. We're in a line of work where there are health hazards. They might not be immediate and noticed right away, but, um, more and more, you're going to notice guys are going to be breaking down. I mean, the, the compounds are healthier, I guess, less toxic than they've ever been or whatever, but there's still you know, airborne particulate. You're inhaling mm-hmm. nobody's, I, I, by show of hands, who's you know wearing a respirator while polishing. One guy. One guy. Tony. He's he's a ma- he's a monster that guy. Mm-hmm. You're hired. Huh. Yeah, well look at that. You're back in the con- discussion for that <laughs> position we don't have. Um but so it's a it, it definitely opened up a a line. We didn't plan on going there, and then we got there and I am thinking, gosh, this is I mean you really think about it. I mean, I'm my knees are shot, my hands are sore. I in another couple of years my I'm gonna be so rolled up with our arthritis that demos are gonna be very boring because I'm gonna have Jason do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> those are boring. Oh my god, Jesus. it's just like I fell asleep Ow. three times a day. Um, but uh so th- I think that I mean of all the things we talked about, we've talked about machine polishing. We've about scratch removal and all this stuff and sanding and this and that. That was the one that really sticks out for me because it's something we so rarely talk about. I think
0: it's brilliant. From even one, it's true, and two, from a marketing perspective, it's brilliant. Yeah. When I think of Rupes, I think of uh, like I know it's Italian Ferrari, but really Ferrari is really refined. Mm-hmm. And then when I think of uh, other polishers, I think of more. Let's say in my mind, Lamborghini, where it's like bull and t- and. and not as refined. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say that like yeah, a car that's like trying to kill you. Ex- it's yeah, ex- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I- exactly. There's, there's, I don't know if I said that the right way, but from like an exotic car, like guy, it's no, it's, that, the, the, If are gonna say
1: Rupes is the Ferrari. How about we say the other polishers are like garbage trucks? <laughs> well,
3: I, guess, I, guess, I guess you could say that. I was <laughs> trying to be polite. I was They're like nineteen seventies pickup trucks. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. With yeah. drum brakes. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, we are rounding third uh, viciously here. So uh, this is the part where we do our plugs. Well, and hey, before you do that, I want
2: to. Yes.
0: Go ahead. We
2: have to thank Phil and yeah. your team. that's what I was doing. I beat you to it. So, <laughs> thank Go you, ahead. Phil. Yeah, this no, was Phil, an awesome you. event, and you brought some uh, really neat people together. I thought the audience today was absolutely. Oh, I would agree. Fun and knowledgeable. It was awesome. So, thanks for putting on this oh, event. no problem. Yeah. Thank
4: you guys for coming. Uh, Yay! Thank
3: you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, Phil. Do, you do
4: you your
0: plugs. Do uh, we'll this is the of part of where you say you just say your like website over and over
1: again.
4: Too. Oh, <laughs> detailersdomain.com. Again, detailingbliss.com for Tony's uh research and development pages. Yes. Oh. Uh, and uh big thanks to Larry, Jason and Dylan. Okay. And Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin,
3: Kevin, you should. Thanks flew for out.
0: calling, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Uh Kevin, you you uh say thank you and do your plugs.
5: Killers domain. <laughs> Take
0: care of the man. All right, I'll I'll do your plugs for you. Go to go to buffdaddy.com. Uh, read all his crazy people articles. He's got tons of good stuff there. It's a great place to start. Um, call him. Uh, go get stuff at buffdaddy.com because he's awesome. Well, one, addition- one
2: additional thing. I- <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I just did
0: the math on that. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow in the update. I Want to
2: give uh, give a shout out to Jeremy Harding, our new uh, new member team. Today. And Jeremy was here with us today, so we're we're proud that he's joined our team.
0: Where is he? There he is. Hi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Say hi, Jeremy. Hi, hey, Jeremy.
0: <laughs> so he's over there. He looks great. Doesn't he look great?
1: Yeah. He looks, he looks exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you, we can tell we work the new guy harder <laughs> yeah. than anybody else, right? <laughs> Um do your RUPA's This is the thing rupususa.com? Uh, yep. Just rupus.com. We're about to be on a one one platform website. So let's go ahead and start
2: plugging that. Well, out. why don't we turn this over to the marketing manager and he can talk yeah, about why don't you the plugs. Talking,
1: yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah, do your so plugs. Rupus.com, the uh the main site is the one you're gonna be looking at. And uh obviously we are engaged on uh, detailingbliss.com. So if you have questions uh you know for Phil or myself, I'm I'm there regularly checking in. Um, so it's one of many forums we participate on. And um, as always, if you have questions about products or anything like that, you can send me personally an e- email. That's V at Rupa'susa.com There
0: you go. And you guys know me, ammonyc.com. You can visit the website, uh, Instagram, all kinds of good stuff. If you have any questions, shoot me an email at larry at ammonyc.com. I have some new really cool shows coming out on Autoblog. Uh, more to come. we start filming next week, Monday, all the way through the 9th. Uh, that should be pretty cool. So, as always, uh, thanks for listening, and I think we're going to sign off here. We we've spent a long time. Bye,
2: Kevin. Thanks for calling. Bye, Kevin. News. Bye, Bye. Kevin. Hey, Thanks. Say, Have a great
0: time. All right, hang on. I'll talk to you after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I'm I, I love my podcast, people. We can just talk like this. All right, people, you know where to find us. Uh, we'll see you next time, hopefully at the second annual detailers sure. w- whatever the heck whatever we'll East Coast, be whatever something uh next year we'll see you soon <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> <He's> so <good. laughs> you good? i love it when you're tired i'm tired <laughs> all right guys uh we'll talk to you soon thanks bye